the Arsenal. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, the only podcast to listen to if you want to have a party. This week I am, as ever, joined by my podcasting colleague, Diddy, and of course it's me, Angelo. Uh, God, a, a mad week to catch up on, uh, but before we start talking podcasts, Arsenal, football, transfers, and anything below that, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Where can I follow us, Diddy? At Blast Arsenal Pod. Correct, and you would also find us on Instagram. Instagram, thank you very much, with the same uh, social media handle. And hey, why not check us out on, uh, where are we? On YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, so I've not had my Weetabix today, have I? But hey, shit happens. Uh, so they normally say it's a game of two halves, but I think yesterday was a day of two halves because we had the sad news that sad news. Gunsaurus Rex has been made extinct <laughs> temporarily. Um, was he on garden leave? He was on garden leave. Good. I like it. I like it. Yeah, he's uh, that blew everyone out of the water. That didn't it? Yeah, not cool, Arsenal. Not cool. Bit of a shitty move, mm. isn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, um, the timing of these things, redundancies, and just not well. There, there's never a good time, is there? But yeah, we're supposed to be a club that shows a lot of class, and I don't know. I don't. Uh, I kind of get. There's perspective that there's no match day, you know, for fans at the minute. So, put it this way: is a man in a dinosaur suit? Hold on, is he not real? No, no. There's a man or woman, but it is a man, isn't it? Jerry, someone um, who's been doing it since what 1993. If if he stops being the mascot for Arsenal, is that going to make a difference in our operating costs and transfer? capability and anything like that uh, just seems a bit of a weird move and I think somebody put yesterday I think on Twitter something along the lines of look there might be no matches for him to do his wavy shaky hand thing but surely he could still get involved in you know junior gunners or stadium tours or you know some of the more corporate hospitality type yeah. stuff I don't know it just seems a bit of a parties <laughs> yes yeah you could <laughs> Hire him out for a socially distant party. God, that's going to be a uh, overused. Term, you can yeah. hire him, I think, for like your weddings and whatnot. Can you really? Yeah, he's like, I think um, he's about two hundred and fifty quid a pop. <laughs> so he want, might, yeah, if they let him, and he's do, probably looking for it now. Yeah, he'll be yeah. desperate for it. Yeah, except him. can't go to many weddings at the moment, can you? No, that's true. Um, and he doesn't have a... He's not like Barney, is he? You know, Barney the dinosaur, he's got a, a, a voice and he speaks. Isn't he just a bit of a hand-wavy kind of green yeah, guy? Yeah, they're not a, supposed to talk, really, are yeah. um, So, sad, sad news. Uh, and then, obviously, the second half of the day was all, you know, party time, transfers and what have you, uh, which we'll go into more detail in just a second. Mm-hmm. Just on the Gunnosaurus being binned off... Yeah. Breaking news. Revelations. As we've literally just started recording, that uh, Ozil has quite publicly come out and, uh, to paraphrase, has said, well, that shit, I'll pay his wages. Thoughts on that? Uh, Well, it's a lovely gesture, isn't it? By Um, his PR team. It's a really uh, nice gesture. uh, I am a tad cynical, and I do feel like it is more of a shots fired at Arsenal, you know, more than a, a nice gesture from his heart. 
There's a hidden meaning. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, it's, it seems quite opportunist for him to, you know, they, they, he's got a good PR team, hasn't he? And he has. Any he chance has. that they, they have. Uh, what, what do you think... How how are Arsenal going to react to this? Because this is kind of embarrassing, really. It is embarrassing. And he's had quite a few run-ins of late with Arsenal, hasn't he? Yeah. So it all really kicked off with... Um, it all really kicked off, I guess, you could argue, with his big uh, new contract, 350 grand a week, and slowly but surely he wasn't really living up to that salary expectation. And then from there, it had the um, he was quite outspoken and public about um, the uh, Muslims in China that were being, mm-hmm. you know, persecuted. Um, and he came out and was quite public about that. And obviously, the club have got a rather large commercial tie-in, I think, with China. Uh, so they distanced themselves from that. Uh, he's obviously had previous um, social media posts with, uh, I forget his name, the um, Turkish, Turkish Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. Yeah, Erdogan, is that his name? Worst of that effect. Um, uh, and then, obviously, there was the pay cut, which he was one of the players that didn't want to take a pay cut mm. because he felt it wasn't going to make any difference to <laughs> Arsenal surviving or not, and, and it, it, it wasn't going to be enough to save jobs, which coincidentally turned out to be true because then we made 55 people redundant. And now this, and there's probably you know, sprinkling of other stuff in between. It's a tough one because Arsenal are now in a bit of a lose-lose situation, really. If they let Mesut Ozil pay that salary, however much or however little that is, they're going to look like the bad guys because they're having to let a player cover the wages. And if they backtrack and say, no, thanks Ozil, you know what, we've got this covered, then they're going to look weak and everyone's going to be saying, well, why did you do it in the first place? Mm. Yeah. I, I can't see how Arsenal could come out of this smelling of roses. No, I've heard, heard it's only temporary. Yeah, until match day's return. Yeah. So it's almost a furlough of sorts. Without the pay. Without the pay. I, I imagine they'll get a new guy in to, to be Gunnosaurus. Well, that, I mean, that's the issue. I, but again, but I don't understand why. It can't be his only job, though, can it? Is it? Uh, that's neither here nor there, is it? It's... No, I suppose not. What what blew my mind probably the most is how you know when someone tells a joke and it goes flying over your head. I don't know if you saw Paul Merson was on Sky Sports News as one of the pundits throughout the day that were changing every hour or so. No, I was working. Some of us have proper jobs. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I was working with Sky Sports News on multitasker, and uh, I think Paul Merson had broken the news to him, and he said, "Oh well." You know, to be fair, he's on 80 grand a week, so would you expect? Joke. Mm. Tongue in cheek. <laughs> and then all over Twitter, people are like, he's on 80 grand a week. I'll do it for half of that. Or, I can't yeah. believe he's on that much money. The, the joke was lost. Yeah. He's, he's probably on like next to nothing. It's just to get people off the wage roll. So anyway, look, I, we don't want to go over that too much, but it, it, was, a, it was a sad start to the day, wasn't it? And yeah. a very unexpected start to the day. Um. It also made me think, however, 55 people lost their job. They waited, what, a month or two, and they've made this random reduction. Mm. There can't be many more people that they can get rid of at the club that are non-playing staff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, let's turn that sad piece of news into a 
Happy piece of news. Yeah, pray for Gunnosaurus. Yeah, yeah, hashtag pray for Gunnosaurus. Go to his GoFundMe. <laughs> He's got a GoFundMe page, doesn't yeah, cool. he? Um, yeah, as Arsenal fans stick together. That's they? right. That's after right. their own. That's right. And uh, talking on one of their own, we made a massive transfer sign-in on deadline day. Um, which was, of course, Thomas Party. Thomas Party. Hence all of the awful puns that have been going on in the first eight and a half minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Party joined the club. So he joined the party, but I just can't do it to myself. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on that? Could you see that happening at the beginning of the day? You've been quietly confident. But yeah, I have, yeah. I always thought that with that release clause, there, that, there was always a chance that that could happen, especially even on deadline day, you know. Uh, it could happen quite quickly. I think the agreement with the player was probably in place already through the agent, you know. So, yeah, happy. That's a top signing, top, top player. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, we missed out on O.R. Is that how you say O.R. O.R. Yeah. Uh, but th- this player, you know, if he's what I think he is, then we've got a good, good player on our hands. Yeah, a, a number of people have been gobsmacked that we were able to get him. Um, largely because he's in one of the top three clubs in Spain and he's in a team that is always in the Champions League. There's only three clubs in Spain. Well, that's true. That's true. Elche. Yeah. Um, Granada. And, <laughs> and Real Sociedad. Yeah, they're the ones. RIP Nacho. Um, yeah, people were surprised that we were able to pull somebody like that that's in a, a great position from a footballing perspective mm. to our club. Uh, albeit he's about to probably quadruple his wages. Um, so the cynic in you would say, is it about that? But I, I genuinely think he wants to come and play at Arsenal. Yeah, so I, what I've heard is we've been interested for over 18 months mm. or so. He found out about it uh, and was excited and on board straight away, even before Arteta was here. So yeah, um, yeah he started watching the games apparently and keeping an eye on what Arsenal were doing. So he wanted to come here. and When a player wants to come, then it's a lot easier to do the transfer, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I, I guess two two points there. One, was the ultimate attraction the possibility of playing with you know, one of Africa's greatest players at the moment? In Could be. Aubameyang. And the fact that he signed that contract was like the, the rubber stamp of, yeah, I definitely want to go there, now he's staying. Quite possibly. Um, you know, he gets to work with a a, a young up and coming coach who, you know, clearly got a game plan. Has already won a silverware in what the first nearly a year of, of being a manager. Um, coming to London, crap weather. Why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is something prestigious about Arsenal, and I think the the really big thing for me that that signing proved was um, I've always thought that players of a certain age remember Arsenal of old, remember the Invincibles. They probably grew up as fans and thought, oh, yeah, I love that club. I remember Henri and Vieira yeah. and Burke. I, I want to play for Arsenal. And undoubtedly, there's been this period of time where we've not been that club. Mm. And I hate to say it, Spurs have kind of been on the up. You know, they got to the Champions League final. They've got this amazing new stadium. And it looks still like f- a toilet. It looks like a toilet, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like we've got the bigger attraction and the bigger name and the bigger... Pull, pull, I hate to use that yeah. phrase, but yeah, I really do. So that that was um, 
a massive masterstroke. And if there's, again, one thing that this, this transfer window's kind of done is shown um, everyone has an opinion when it comes to transfers. Mm-hmm. And there's been lots of falling out in social media. He's shit, he's great, I want him, I don't want him. Ozil, Ozil, because he always gets in there somewhere. And I think the one person that's galvanised the club is not Arteta, it's Edu in his shit housery of going to Real, <laughs> Atletico Madrid at the 11th hour and mm. saying, oh, we've just bought your player. Yeah. <laughs> not we want to buy your player. Because we've just got him. The way that a uh, release clause works in Spain is you, if you've got the money to pay it, you go straight to La Liga yeah. and you buy out their contract and they're free to sign for you, yeah. right? It's like paying a, a bond, isn't it? Yeah, you know, so, like a bail money to release somebody from prison. Yeah, so you don't even have to inform the club that that you you're buying this player. But so they're they're quite angry about this, aren't they? And for me, it seems ridiculous that they are because they knew we wanted him. I mean, surely they've got Twitter. Yeah, right. Everyone knew we wanted him. Uh, they wanted. The re- they wanted the release clause. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, they were adamant on that. We we tried to negotiate a couple of times with some cheeky bids, maybe with players included. They weren't interested. What did they think was going to happen? Yeah, it would have been in their better interest to renegotiate a higher release clause in the contract because yeah. 45 million is a steal. When you compare him to other recent transfers, you mentioned Danny Dywood. Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer. <laughs> Danny fucking Dyer. Danny Drinkwater earlier, didn't you? He was what? He was 45 40 million, million. or something like that. 40 yeah. million. Um, um, Bakayoko as well from Monaco to Chelsea yeah. was around 40 million, I think. Yeah. And Dombele, I think he, he was above that. 50 to 60 yeah. million. Uh, the list goes on. So 45 million, unreal. And I, I saw an interview today. Uh, it must have been like a pre football match press conference, and it was Simeone saying. Of all my midfielders, my, my favourite and the best is Thomas Partey. He understands the transition from defence to attack. He gets it. He's brilliant. Love him, love him, love him. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, was, that was, you know, brilliant. And uh, the other excitement, I mean, obviously you said you were working, but the other excitement for us that were working, but with an eye on Sky Sports News and yeah. Twitter, was... Um, the conflicting news reports throughout the day between um, the the now um, messiah of Arsenal Twitter at the AFC Bell. Right, okay. Do you know much about at the AFC Bell? No, not really. N- neither did anyone else. And now he is, you know, getting a statue outside the Emirates. He's uh, um, out of nowhere. This guy just starts writing in Arabic that he's close to Thomas Partey's... Uh, agency and agents I think it is so he had all this inside information and all through the summer he's been going he's coming he's definitely coming god willing he's definitely coming and everyone's been going mate you're chatting shit everyone said he's not coming you know Fabrizio Romano not coming David Ornstein he's not coming Charlie Watts yeah interested but we're not going to get him we're not going to pay the release club he's coming he's definitely coming and lo and behold here he is signed sealed delivered yeah he's yours Fair play, yeah. if he, if you know, but if you, if you are in that circle, then you're gonna know, aren't you? That's it. But he, yeah, but the things he was, a, he was a, a nobody account on Twitter, right? And somehow he had access to all this information. So it's, it's nice that. Well, it's um, either a good guess, as I guess some. That's how some of them start, right? Yeah. 
you make a guess, you stick to your guns, you delete your account if you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point I was about to come on to. <laughs> for, for, for the goods of the AFC Bell, uh, there were a lot of in the nose, weren't there? ITKs, yeah. uh, who've sort of gone back on themselves going, yeah, I was told he was coming, but he isn't. Namely, Awar, but I'm sure there were others. Um, so everyone's asking them to deactivate their Twitter accounts. Yeah. Well, I'm only going by what I'm told. Um, so that was interesting to watch. But of course, the transfer window, the transfer deadline passed, the transfer window has closed. And um, there is one exception to that rule, isn't there? Which is the Football League, mm. which has an extended deadline to, I think, the 16th of October which basically means that we can buy and sell to clubs in the championship and below. Yeah. Um, well documented, we didn't get our, who was our first choice attacking midfield preference. Whether we'll go back in for him in January or next summer, I don't know. What will his price be? What will his availability be? Will anyone else be interested? I imagine we've missed the boat there, to be fair. Yeah. All right. I, I would have thought him turning us down at the last minute. He's probably got PSG in one ear. Saying next season we'll come in for you, and maybe Barca or Real Madrid in the other yeah, area, yeah. you know. And he's sort of gone. Well, I just you guys interested? I can Man stay interested. One yeah. more season at Lyon, Champions League, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Arteta said before if he's got to convince someone to come here. Yeah, it, yeah, not sure. Well, the thing is, I mean, rumor has it it's come out today. The deal was done. Mm. The deal was finally done, but Arsenal were approached by his brother, who is his agent, who said, yeah, we're all good, um, but I want a £30 million fee for brokering this deal. And obviously Arsenal have gone, <laughs> good one, we've got no money as it is, why are we going to give you thirty mil? So they were squabbling over that, and then it got to a point where they were like, look, we can't afford it, and we need to move on, it's getting too late in the transfer window. And that's why he supposedly came out and said, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> um... Wolf of Wall Street reference there. Just in right, case okay. That went over my head. Really? <laughs> you with a movie oh, reference no. as well. <laughs> Who'd have thought? For, um, any, for the listeners that don't have no idea about Angelo's uh, sort of preference. Film repertoire. He doesn't watch films. I'm surprised he knows that. Yeah, it's true. It's probably one of the only DVDs I, I own. Um, <clears throat> so my question was going to be, who do you think, if anyone, that we might get? We've yeah. linked with a couple of... Uh, championship players, haven't we? Um, they're, they're not cheap, though, are they, these days? No. Um, so we'll, We've got Ben Rama that we linked with at Brentford. Said Ben... Is it Said? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Said Ben Rama. He looks an interesting player. I don't know how old he is. I haven't got the facts in front of me. Do you know? I don't, but you know what? You Let's talk, have a look. and I'll have a look. So, yeah, he's a attacking-type creative midfielder. Looks like he's probably too good for the championship, so he could bring us something. A yeah. little under-the-radar kind of player. 25. He's 25, Interesting yeah. age, isn't it? Because mm. he's, he's doing well in the championship. But, but it's the championship. It's the championship. Last season, he scored, what, uh... I don't know what he did last season. That's interesting. I haven't got it in front of me. He scored a lot of goals. He did score a lot of goals. Well, for Brentford, he scored, what, 27 goals in 82 appearances, which actually isn't too bad for an attacking midfielder because he's, he's not a striker, and there's strikers with worse um, uh, worse records than that. But uh, I don't know. Can he make the step up at 25? 
Yeah. I mean, ages just. I mean, number, it could explain why no one's gone in for him yet. Possibly. Yeah. So, any other names? Uh, and there was also, uh, well, again, links from the championship is Emmy Buendia from right. Norwich. Also uh, from. 23 years of age. Yeah, also from Norwich. I guess Todd Cantwell's uh, and Todd Cantwell's an exciting yeah. young talent. The difference with Norwich is they um, have just sold, I think, did they sell one player to Newcastle, one player to Everton? Yeah, and got around. 35, 40 million combined. Oh, combined in the end, was it? Yeah, Yeah. something like that. So they're not necessarily as desperate for the cash. No. Plus they've just come down from the Prem, so they'll get their parachute payments. They're in a different position. Brentford only just missed out on promotion last season. Yeah. Would they value keeping Ben Rama for another season in the hope that that will get them to the promised land? Because they'll be a weaker team without him. I don't know. I mean, just for uh, comparison, Buendia has scored, what, uh, nine goals and 72 appearances for Norwich. So, um, again, not a huge amount. I, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I think for the right price, anyone's still available for us. But I think a lot of what we were hoping to bring in was very dependent on what we were able to get rid of. Yeah. Like I said to you last week, mate, we've got too many bounties. We've got too many bounties, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're all wrapped up in, you know, like a Mars wrapper or something. People go, oh, that looks quite good on the outside. And then they open it up, take a bite, and there's coconut in the middle, and they go, nah, not interested. That awful uh, analogy is me referring to the fact they play for Arsenal. Oh, great. But their wages are astronomical. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much the issue that we've had, isn't it? in getting players out. So let's just do a quick roundup of who came in and, and who went out. So Party came in, 45 million. Gabriel Magalash, 24 million. Uh, Pablo Mari, people forget about that, 7.2 million because initially he came on a loan deal and it was yeah. only permanent at the beginning of the season. Uh, Alex Runison, 1.8 million. Danny Ceballos on a loan. Uh, Cedric Suarez on a free which again, he, he was playing with us at the beginning of the season on a lo- end of last season on a loan, and that was made permanent at the turn of the season. William, free. And then a whole host of youngsters that have joined us, um, which is interesting because a few episodes back, we started talking about maybe we should follow that Chelsea model of get loads of youngsters in, yeah. send them out on loan, build up their cash reserves that way, sell them, etc. And it seems to be that that's what we're doing. Um, what have we got there? Six, seven youngsters that have come in now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, total uh, a couple of them on the deadline day as well. Yes. So potentially, sort of young, exciting talents that we've brought in. Yeah. That have gone under the radar. Apparently, one of them's the next Ibrahimovic. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, Swedish and he's tall. Yeah. Basically. He's built though as well. If you've seen Is pictures he? of him, I yeah. Haven't, no. He's um, yeah. He's, he's He's a big old boy, so see what happens. But they're, they're obviously players for the future. So all in all, roughly speaking, we spent seventy-eight million on transfers. Uh, and what did we recoup? Not as much as we'd want. Emmy Martinez, Aston Villa, sixteen mil. Sam Greenwood, young striker to Leeds, three million. And then the rest were loans, pretty much. So we've got Mavropanos, who at the beginning of the season went on loan to VFB Stuttgart. Matteo Guendouzi. Went on loan to Hertha Berlin, uh, and apparently there's no transfer, lo- sorry, no loan fee there. That's a step down, isn't it, for him? Yeah. 
Yeah, what would you make of that? Um, in terms of player versus manager, and managers clearly won that one. Yeah. Is this him going away because nobody wanted him and we just wanted him out of the camp? Or is this an opportunity for him to actually get a bit more experience away from the club and come back again? I don't know, either raise his value and sell him or if he proves to be good, we'll keep him. Well, we did have a question about that, didn't we? We did. We did. Should we read that out? Yeah. Have you got it there? Uh, No. Okay, I've got it here. It's from Artetary, who's on Twitter, at Jude Horlu. Yeah, friend of the show. We've had him on before. He's got a two-part question. One, what would be the future of Guendouzi after his spell? Do you want to answer that one first? What's your thoughts? Uh, I'm not sure he's got one at Arsenal. And unless he comes back and he apologises, he's given a clean slate from Arteta, maybe. For the third time? It's not likely, is it? I, I, I can't see it, really. We'll probably... Let's hope he has a great season and then clubs come in for him, offer a lot of money. Yeah. Because well, he is a decent player. I'm disappointed it's not worked out because I quite liked him. I liked his shithousery. I didn't like his bad attitude. That's what's let him down, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but yeah, it's a shame because we kind of plucked him from obscurity from nowhere, really, in the French League 2 and sort of he's... Uh, Kicked on and looked looked a good player for us. Started yeah. a lot of games yeah. under Emery. Um, so yeah, look, good luck to him. Hopefully, he has a good season, and then we can cash in on him. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key, isn't yeah. it? I think this is all about get him out of the club because he's a, he's a bit of a bad apple. And what can we get for him when he comes back if he's not good enough to keep? I think what do we spend like seven million on him? Yeah, you know, so I think whatever we sell him for, we're going to make really. some form of profit. Um, well, okay, you say that. Oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, we couldn't give him away, could we? Literally. Uh, second part of that question is: What is also being done about the players whose contracts end in the summer? Well, we would have liked to have shifted a couple of them. I would have thought. Um, so one of them, Socrates, is that right? Yeah. He looked like he was on his way out, and that's not happened. Um, Mustafi's the other one. Um, again, looked like he was going to Lazio. They signed their former centre-back from Southampton. They re-signed him on loan. So that's why they've pulled out of that deal, I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've not been able to shift them, and I imagine we're going to lose them for nothing. Yeah. Um, but these are... Or January, maybe get what we can for them. Yeah, so so there's two things there, isn't there? With Prem clubs, if we sell them to a Prem clubs, if they've only got six months left on the contract, we can command a fee. Mm-hmm. But if they're going abroad, they can sign a pre-agreement. I think yeah. that's how it works, which means they'll then be able to leave for nothing in the yeah. summer. Um, so basically, they're leaving for nothing. They'll leave summer. for nothing, yeah. I guess if we look at the ones that were rumoured to leave but never actually left, we've got Socrates to Napoli, rumoured to be on around 100 grand a week. Kalasinac to Leverkusen, that looks pretty done, um, but personal terms are the issue there. He's on about 100 grand a week. Mustafi to Lazio, another 100 grand a week. I mean, 300 grand just between those three. Yeah, it's madness. Um, you know, 50 grand more, you can have yourself a Mesut Ozil. I <laughs> know, we've got one. Um, speaking of which... Mesut Ozil in the summer will be able to leave for free. Mm-hmm. 
um, 350 grand a week. So that's massive money with four players, isn't yeah, it? All huge, of which yeah. are not starters for Arsenal, are they? Uh, so that's just like cash in. Um, and pl- players like that, that's what people don't understand, is you think, oh, great, we'll get someone like William in on a free, but we've got to pay his wages. Well, it's all right paying those high wages because you don't have to pay a transfer fee. And I think in this day and age, Wenger said it a few seasons ago when we were being criticised for players leaving on a free, it will happen more and more often because they get much better terms when they yeah. leave on a free. Yeah, he did, yeah. And it's coming to fruition, really. And I think more and more clubs are finding that. Look at Manchester United. They just bought Edison Cavani. You know, he's probably on a on, free. On a free, but with massive but wages. Astronomical wages and for someone that age as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another one, uh, we've got Callum Chambers. Might be on big wages, but he was rumoured to leave and he didn't. I, I think there's a chance we could sell him still. In the, in the um, January transfer window? No, in the window up until Oh, what, well, I think he might go somewhere in uh, yeah, the championship? Yeah, I think it would be good for him to kickstart his career, to be honest. Have a step down at a decent club like, you know, Brentford or... yeah. Who else is uh, someone that's got a chance? Yeah, of someone that's basically. got a chance of being promoted. Yeah, so I, maybe, I, maybe he'll do that. Yeah, possibly. I just wonder with his. Well, those wages aren't huge for us. They might be huge for a championship team. He's not on. He probably earns more than Gunnosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if he's on eighty grand a week. <laughs> yeah. um, the other two that were linked that I, I sort of noted down as like bigger names was William Saliba to go back on loan to Saint Etienne. Yeah. Which apparently cool. was... we've got a lovely relationship with them we guys, have. haven't we? We have. Well, that one was all agreed, <laughs> but um, the, the time apparently they didn't do the paperwork in yeah, time, and they're all... saying it was us. But why would we not do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm kind of glad he's not going back. No, out. No, I am. I didn't want him to go out. But what? he still might, apparently, to a championship club. I, but he's better than that. He is, but it's English I guess football. Will he, uh, yeah, will he learn more going to a top championship play more. club than playing under 23s all the time? Yeah. Pro- possibly, he yeah. Will. I just think he, he would have been better going on loan to a Fulham or a Leeds yeah. or somewhere like that. But I guess that opportunity I think didn't it's come up. best that he stays in England. Hmm. You know, learns the language so he can kick on next season if he's yeah. not going to play this season. Yeah, yeah. And, if you, um, yeah. well, there was talk that his mum had passed away. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. And yeah. that was maybe one of the reasons they were happy for him to go back to France. Mm. You know, you have to look at football players are a commodity human in a beings. business, but they're human beings, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and the only other notable one was supposedly Lacazette was uh, being lined up by Roma and Juve through the course of the transfer window, but that never came to anything in the end. And I'm quite happy about that as well. Yeah. And uh, one last one, Hector Bellerin as well. Of course. How did I forget that? Yeah. To PSG. Apparently he went into Arteta's office. Have you heard this? No. He went in there and said he doesn't want to leave. You know, he loves how the team's playing, how he, you know, his position that he's got in the team and, what Arteta's doing, he wanted to be a part of it, he wanted to stay. So. Oh, wow, that's good. Yeah. And what, he got two assists at the weekend, which yeah. we'll go into. But um, There's a lot of Bellerin haters out there. I'm not one of them. I'm no, a big, I'm not. big, big fan yeah. of his. Not just as a footballer, but as a person. Yeah. Um, that he's willing to do things that aren't normal for a footballer, I guess. Mm. Uh, he's a great role model for me, for all young 
Arsenal fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what the hate is. I don't know if it's because he was so good and then he had his big injury and he was really slow to come back to it. Yeah. Bear in mind, it was a big, big injury. It was. Um, he, he'll be key going forward, I think. Mm. Not on the pitch, but this season, I mean. Um, and he's probably the last Arsenal player that is Arsenal through and through. He, well, do, do you know apart from the young British lads... Like yeah, sorry, that's come from that's Hale come, End. That's yeah, what I mean, I, I guess let me rephrase that. Emi Martinez had been the longest serving player. I think he's probably the next longest serving player at Arsenal now. Is he? You think he arrived as a possibly kid, yeah. th- and he's, he's older th- and he's older than the Willocks and Nketiahs yeah. and Sackers, etc. Um, but he, he he gets the Arsenal way. He does, and he played with Arteta as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah I'm pleased he's he stayed. Yeah, and he's kicking on. Like we'll talk about the game later, but yeah, he he had a good game, didn't he, at the weekend? So. He did, he did. So um, no, I'm, I'm I think if Party hadn't had come, it probably wouldn't have been seen as a particularly successful transfer mm. window. I think the fact that he did come, and as we said, the shithousery way in which he arrived was. Was brilliant. I, I do love a bit of transfer deadline day drama. I have to admit, I didn't stay up to see whether it had gone through. I was that confident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, more confident than Santa Tien were with uh, Saliba's transfer. <laughs> um, we we did have two other questions come in actually that that are transfer related. So the first one's from Gary Nichols, who's at Gary Nichols nine four five. Gasman, Gasman on um, on Twitter. We don't know him. We just gave him that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He says, Party has to hit the ground running after all the hype. He needs a season and a half to adapt to the Premier League. Won't cut it for me. Uh, a month tops, in my humble opinion. I mean, I think you need more than a month, <laughs> Gary. You're stingy sod. But I do think he he's that level of player Yeah, that he should be, yeah. We uh, expect him to I mean, come in and do the business. Champions League experience is, is there, isn't it? Playing at the top level, he's playing under Simeone, who's demands so much yeah. of his team. You know, going forward, going back. Yeah, I, I can't see it being a problem. I think he will hit the ground running. I hope we don't do a classic Wenger move, which is buy a player that is ready and then leave him off the game. Leave him out of the game for like six games or five games or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And slowly integrate him in. Yeah. Just throw him in. I think this guy's going to pull up trees. Yeah. I really do. And play football. And play football. Yeah. Bellerin won't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I I wouldn't worry too much, Gary. I think he'll yeah. he'll do a good job fairly swiftly. Fingers crossed. Yeah. The only thing that he needs to learn is Arteta's way. Mm. Arteta's all about playing through the lines, isn't he? Um, and I think... You know, I think he'll do that. I think yeah, this guy can do it. passing. He can play through the lines that way, yeah. or he can carry the ball. Yeah, um, he's got it in his locker. He's something different. We haven't got a player like him. Yeah, and we haven't had a player like him yeah. for a while. I, I, from what I've seen, he's a tough tackler like Xhaka. Yeah, I don't mind putting his foot in, but he's much much quicker. He's more mobile, yeah. and that's and what we lack. Is that that both both sides of that player? And everyone says, "Oh, finally we've replaced Patrick Vieira." Well, that is what Vieira had. He was rock solid, he was skillful, and he could shift. Yeah. You know? 
So yeah, he could um, cover the pitch. Yeah. You know. So not to put too much pressure on him, no. but you know, fingers crossed. And and Arteta said, we're not going to do what we want to do in one window. So no, what, we're not. What's he had? He's had two windows now. Yeah. January and now this yeah. summer window, and we've made some good acquisitions if you look at it. Yeah, I, I, it's been a good good transfer window if you look at it. We've improved. You know, we've got quality in over quantity, really. Yeah. Centre back Gabriel's looking. What a what a find! He is looking good. I mean, when you look at United's humbling to Spurs, yeah. which, which was a hard game to be happy about, but I can't lie, I was kind of happy that they were getting smashed. And you see Harry Maguire, eighty million pounds taking yeah. out his own player. I know he he looks like someone that you know, with all due respect, like it just he's doing, he's won a competition or something. <laughs> It's like he's got his, his career should have been going backwards and he should be going from Man United to playing for Leicester to playing for Hull City, not not the other way around. Do you know what I mean? How, how he's... Oh, I don't know. Not I our problem, he, thankfully. I don't know how he plays for England. Yeah, honest. but what it highlights is what a fantastic job the guys did in getting Gabriel. Yeah. And um, then, obviously, Thomas Party in the middle and then William for a free. Yeah. You know, attacking forward type creative player. With Prem experience. Yeah. So if you look at our team now, Leno in goal, top class keeper. Six Gab- foot three. Tall as well. Yeah. Gabriel. Six foot two, I think. Yeah. Party. Six foot one. Yeah. Something like that. And Aubameyang. Aubameyang up top. We've got a good spine now. Yeah. We, I remember Gary Neville, I don't know if you've watched any of his like, soccer box programs on Sky, and he talks about playing Arsenal in the 90s, you know, that right. big and early thousands and that, that big rivalry. He said, and you would, you'd go into that very small tunnel at Highbury and you'd just look around you and you'd have these monsters, these men, the huge, just around you. Yeah. You know, Burkamp, uh, Henri, Vieira, Gilberto, Ray pa- you know, all these guys were massive. And I felt like under Wenger, we had a lot of the same type of players. We we had Sesk and we had Nazari and we had Darshavin and we had Kleb and... All these small, brilliant little playmakers, but in no way would players looking at them going, "Oh my God, look at the size of that!" The way we probably did against a Stoke or a Bolton of of the of old. Yeah, I feel like we're slowly addressing that problem. And if if you look at what Arteta learned at City, where they had company and they had Fernandinho, you know, all these yeah, big, yeah, yeah, Yaya Toure, Edin Dzeko, even massive, you know, all these big, big, imposing players. I, I feel like. We're getting that lovely mix of technical ability and speed and strength in players. Mm. We're, we're getting that back. So, yeah, really, really pleased with that. However, you know, not everyone's always happy. Who knows? We've got uh, this message here from Tackling Lionel Messi, whose Twitter handle is at Newcomer101. He says, we don't spend as much as we should. Even Leeds, Villa, Everton are showing more ambition. Number one, our owners aren't good. Number two, we recuperate next to nothing from players' sale. We have to get more money for outgoing players. Whoever is responsible for this should improve or move on. Damning, damning report. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Like, But we kind of need to draw a line under it and say this is kind of down to the previous regime. Yeah, yeah. well let, let's break this down into several parts then, Diddley. 
We don't spend as much as, our, as, as we should. Even Leeds, Villa, Everton are showing more ambition. Do you think those three clubs are showing more ambition than Arsenal? Again, it's, it's not what you spend. You know, uh, you've got to buy the quality. To be fair, look, this summer, Everton look like they've got it right. But previous summers, they've been spending money for fun and they've... Not they bought, it right. They spent forty million on Alex Awobi. Oh, Although he, he actually looks like he's coming quite good at the wow. moment. But you know, I know what you're saying. But look, big money there. Know. Big money on Walcott, Sigerson, Moise Keane, who's just gone out on loan somewhere. We said this the other week, didn't we? Spending big money doesn't mean instant success. It doesn't. And we've got our own mistakes in that respect. Yeah, we have. Staffy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So are they but, showing more ambition? Not for me. No. No. I mean, they've backed to a to a certain point. I guess it shows that they've backed their manager. Um, Leeds have been in this position before, where they've overspent, and it's been their downfall. They've got relegated and have spent how long in the championship? Mm, about fifteen like 10 years, years or something. 10, 15 yeah. years. Now, I'm old enough to remember when they were in the Prem yeah. and they were buying, they were spending silly money yeah. on players getting in the Champions League. Like, eventually it did work, but as soon as you don't get it, it all in unfolded, there, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, big time. And then they had all these players on high wages in the Championship. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to gauge because of what's happened with COVID. Um, it's made it really difficult to shift players because European clubs don't, they've been hit harder. They they haven't got the money to buy these players. Whereas, you know, we've still got money. Look at Sheffield United. They spent 23 million on Ryan Brewster. Yeah, mad. Who's barely played a, any sort of Real, senior football. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, when you when you put it in that perspective and you factor COVID in, the fact that we're not getting match day revenue and Arsenal take the most in the Premier League, I believe, because we do have the most expensive seats, uh, and the fact that haven't China cancelled their Premier League contracts, so they're not showing Premier League football over there anymore, right, I believe. Right. So that's like massive money that we're not getting. You know, people seem to think this is FIFA... 21 or something. This is real life. This is, if you don't have money coming in, you can't have money going out. Yeah. You know, so you've you, you got you to spend within your means and signing a Thomas Party signing for 45 million, which to me, from, from, from what I know of him, which, you know, hands up, not a lot, but from, from what I know, is way under market value. Was it Raul that said we have to outsmart the market? Yeah. He's not wrong, was he? He's no. not with us, but you know, he, <laughs> he wasn't wrong. He outsmired himself. He did, he, he did, apart um, from with Pepe, but hey, shit happens. Second part of that question he asked was, our owners aren't good. Depends what you want from an owner, doesn't it? Do you want them hands-on, like getting involved, trying to pick the team? Because some owners are like that. Or I guess there's the owners like Roman who keeps... Putting money into that club. Checkbook FC. He loves it, doesn't he? You yeah. know. But, you know, he lives in London. It's different. He hasn't got 
all these other franchise teams. Chelsea's his only thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't seem important to the Cronkies, do we? I think is it doesn't bother me like it bothers a lot of fans. I I don't mind running that we run the club as sort of self being self sufficient as you know whatever we make you know is is, is available yeah. you know to spend on transfers and um, well Arteta's been quite vocal in saying everyone back to us from and, top yeah. to bottom so, and the rumour is that £45 million um, release clause for Thomas Party had to be paid in full because it's a release clause and so word on the street at Arsenal is that they went all the way up to the Cronkies and said we need £45 million in one lump sum because we've got to pay it and the Cronkies approved it and said yeah here's your money whether that's true or not I don't know but that's the rumour and you can't say that you're therefore not backing your manager you know, so it, I mean, hey, I'm not the Cronkies' biggest fans by any means, but I don't think they're the worst, you know, owners in the world, no. and I don't think they're the worst owners in the Prem. Look at Man United. I mean, Jesus, awful. So um, you know, I guess that's very much up for debate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and finally, a point that I think Arsenal fans are universally in agreement on: our owners aren't. Oh, no, no, wrong one. We read that. Uh, we recuperate next to nothing from players' sales. We have to get more money for outgoing players. Kind of spoken about yeah. that. You know, the fact that wages are too high means that people won't take them on. And I guess you could argue that we could have written something into those contracts where we pay twenty five percent of their wages, um, and the, the you know the new club pays the rest or something. But really, you just want a clean break from that that sort of stuff, don't you? Take yeah. it and take it all. We don't want to be having fingers in pies for stuff like that. So. It is what it is. I think overall, how would you rate the transfer window out of 10? After signing Thomas Party, I think you have to sort of give it a 8, 7.5 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've strengthened in every area. I, I still think we lack a bit of creative sort of going Spark. forward. Yeah. But you can't do it all in one window. No. So next summer, if we address that, if we get through the season, yeah, um, look, we we can always provide solutions internally, and Bukayo Saka is doing that at the moment. He's sort of being introduced into a new role. It looks like mm. on the pitch, mm. which we'll get to in a second. In a second, I guess. But um, yeah, you know, that's the that's how we've got to do it at the yeah. moment. I think as well we need to remember we've got Martinelli coming back. Yeah. Willian can play anywhere across that front. Three behind the striker, if you like. Um and so we've got Emil Smith Rowe, we've still got Meza Ozil if we need him. You know, we've got options for that attacking midfield position. And with the arrival of party, does that allow Danny Sabios to move forward as well, as we mentioned last week? So it's it's not the biggest problem for us to fix and um, I guess you said it last week and before. We probably needed party more than we needed our in terms of you know the requirements of the squad. You know, defensive stability yeah. and somebody that can be that link between defence and attack. So it's, these aren't my words, but 
I, I saw this somewhere, and I, apologies that I can't name who, who put it out there, but he said, um, or she, OR <laughs> improves the team if we got him, but Party transforms it with what he brings, with his skill set. I think we will look a lot better in midfield. Yeah. With his discipline um, and the way he operates. I think we'll be able to see out some games, you know, grind out some results against some uh, top teams. Yeah. Yeah, we're already sort of holding our own with what we've got. Yeah. I haven't beat those top tier teams in, in recent weeks and months. Um, we did run a poll on Twitter. Overall, are you happy with this season's summer transfer dealings? 88% said yes, which is obviously a, an overwhelming number. 12% said no. Um, tell us why below, we said. Should we read some of these out or not? Yeah, we read one or two out. A creative midfielder is needed since Ozil has fallen out of Arteta's plan. That was Obagi Seaman. He was at Obagi Seaman on Twitter. Seaman. Seaman. Dave. And uh, everyone's got the same kind of gripe, I guess. Um, who we've got here, Guna Sagar, at Guna underscore Sagar, says, still need to cut the wage bill. Arsenal could have sold Ozil or something like terminate his contract. <laughs> I think you need two people to agree that one, the club and the player. But Socrates, Chambers, Mustafi, Kolasinac stayed at last and we didn't sign a Guendouzi replacement. Obviously, our situation. Um just on the, and I've already spoken about it, and then we'll quickly move on. On the um, wage situation, uh, I did see a tweet somebody put out which said, Meza Ozil, David Luiz, because I forget he only signed a one year contract, Socrates and Squadron Mustafi's contracts expire on the 30th of June. Assuming Arsenal decide not to renew all of those players' existing deals, this will clear roughly £633,000 in weekly salaries from their wage bill next summer. Staggering amount of money. Yeah, I reckon it'll be closer to a million. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just the players that expire. All right. I mean, you would think yeah. people that we sell, yeah, about put us in a really good financial position, I think, to buy players that we want not have players on the books that we're not even using. Nothing yeah. worse, is there? Any more on that? That's like having condoms in your drawer. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just looking no at one them. to have sex with. Yeah, just look at them thinking, Ugh. awful. Isn't it though? It is. It is. Yeah, last week bounties, this week condoms. <laughs> Tune in next week for more. Sorry, guys. Ah, why not? Why Dumbing not? it down. Right, in between all of that madness... We had two football games, didn't we? We yeah, had. Let's, uh, talk some football we'll do this in chronological order. We had the rematch against Liverpool in the Carabao Cup, um, which uh, went to penalties in the end. But it was the match that everyone fell in love again with Bernd Leno. Everyone that had been crying because Martinez had left and he was the better keeper. This was his performance in which he was like, hey guys. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm back. Wow. Did you uh, see him post-match? Yeah. His interview. Yeah, he's very... German? German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he reminded me of... Careful. Jens Lehmann. Okay. Yeah. You know how he was like, you know... I won't, I won't do the accent. No, go on, do the accent. No, no, no. I won't, I won't do the accent. 
but he said like he was um and was the number one the number one and always made to feel the number one and never in his mind he said i will always be the number in the future as well yeah it was like he was, it was um, like we just signed a new keeper and that's he's putting that down saying, this is how good you gotta be mate to get me out keeps the bench warm for you yeah <laughs> yeah it, it almost reminded me a bit like if you closed your eyes and listened to him he could have been um the russian guy on rocky right yeah if he dies he dies <laughs> you know i'm here so wins a match um he was brilliant who the boxer or no Lena. okay I think you have to be that way if you're a goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. have to be um, really confident in your own abilities because if you're a central defender, you usually have another central defender next to you who can bail you out. If you're a midfielder, you usually have another midfielder. If you're a goalkeeper, you're all by yourself, aren't you? And, and in this day and age, more than ever before, you make a mistake and everyone's jumping all over you. Yeah. Just look at Adria. <laughs> Oh, Christ, yeah, exactly. Against Villa. Yeah. Um, he was unbelievable, though, you're right. Um, yeah, so that game, I mean, was... It was pretty poor, really. <laughs> well, the game was, yeah. yeah. I think Arsenal were pretty poor, full stop. Um, we were all right. I mean, we were definitely more ambitious than we were in the league match against them, I thought. Uh, it looked like we were playing more of a four at the back. Mm-hmm. which I'm all in favour for. I think it's the way forward. Yeah. Literally as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See what you did there. Yeah, because, you know, that extra man in midfield, which was Saka, in that sort of number eight inside left, mm. um, being the create creative spark. Yeah, Good. He was good. Pepe on the left as well, I thought was more lively. Looked more sort of confident. Um, don't know if that was just down to change of position or the fact he was up against Nico Williams. Do you think it's anything to do with the fact that he was starting and he's been playing second fiddle to well, Willian so far and it yeah, was like, maybe. I need to prove myself? Because mm. obviously we'll come on to the Sheffield United game in a moment, but you can see he's slowly getting back yeah. to the end of last season's Pepe. Yeah, the Pepe that we thought we were getting when we paid 70-odd million for yeah. him, I think. Um, did, you watch, did you watch the game? I did, yeah. I did. And I, I think we've both said this over the past couple of weeks. We're playing three at the back because we kind of have to at the moment. Yeah. And I think party joining the club, yeah. in my eyes, means that we're going to have two in the middle, which will probably be Xhaka on the left, party on the right, in centre mid, mm-hmm. with Ceballos or someone of that yeah. playing as that attacking midfielder. What that means is we can have four at the back. We can have a proper left back, Kieran Tierney. We can have a proper right back in Hector Bellerin. And we can have the two centre backs, which will probably be Gabriel, Gabriel and David, David Luiz. So really solid functional back five if you include the goalkeeper too yeah. and actually a back five that in my head is very very capable David Luiz is always going to be a bit David Luiz like but I think with the right structure it'll, it'll, it'll be fine I, I do think um, so our next match is City yeah uh, I do think we'll probably go back to a back three in that yeah. game Yeah. I don't think he'll throw Thomas Party in straight away and yeah. go for that but yeah, 
you know, I think in certain games a back three is probably not the worst thing to do. No, but but, no. but yeah, definitely nice to have options though. Yeah, uh, and definitely at home against the mid to small, you know, lower sort of teams that we've got to be playing a back four. Yeah, and just taking the game to them yeah. because that's the Arsenal way. Yeah, it is. I, I, I yeah, I, I just feel. That Liverpool game, we kind of rode our luck a little bit. Yeah, we did. But, you know, Leno sort of got us out of trouble, really, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I guess when you look at when you look at how it finished in the end, Leno kept us in it on more than one occasion. Um, and obviously, then it went to penalties. Yeah, let's talk about the penalties and move on. To um, the next game. <laughs> yo, yeah, we've got another game to cover, haven't we? Um, Went to penalties. Uh, who was it? El Nani missed the penalty. Yeah. And it looked like we were going to lose oh, it. I could tell he was going to miss. I could. Shocking, right? Do you ever look at a, yeah. Do you ever look at a player and go, you fucked that before you've even approached the ball? What was he doing? Line dancing as he yeah. went up to the Just uh, Really, really shit penalty. Um, the sort of penalty that's not even in the corner. And I think, you're a professional footballer. If you can't put a ball in the corner, I mean, not this is a very. Thomas Party heavy um, podcast episode, but you know we've just signed it. We've got a shiny new toy. But there was a something that I retweeted on Twitter today, which was him kicking a ball into a basketball net. I mm. thought that's accuracy. That's how you want your penalties <laughs> to be done, you know. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, I did think we were going to lose it after that, uh, but Leno came good. Yeah. He did what German goalkeepers do in penalty shoot shootouts, didn't he? Yeah. And he steps up, called his eyes. Ainsley made the Niles. Is there anyone better at penalties out there? <laughs> Did you see that right? The impression of it. Yeah. <laughs> he sort of uh, he did an impression. He's doing his very slow run up, weren't he? And right, he was doing. Did I leave the Did I leave the kitchen light? <laughs> did I leave the iron on? Oh, just scored a penalty. Uh, <laughs> like it was nothing. I did see him like ba, 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 da, ba, as he was approaching yeah. the penalty. Like, mate, I know it's only the League Cup, but come on, fantastic, fantastic. Um, Love it, yeah. yeah. Next round. That's what you want, confidence. And, oh, then, yeah. and then obviously Joe Willett Joe Willett scored, by the way, and it squirmed through. And I thought, yeah. close one. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and who have we got in the next round? It's Man City, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking Man City. <laughs> We've had a, had a tough run in that competition so far, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, and they, they're usually favourites for it, aren't they? They've won it quite a lot. They've won it three out of the last four, something like that. So I think if we get through that, We've got a good chance of winning it. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, so that was the first game. That was the first game. Oh, what way. was that, Wednesday? I think it was. Something like that. Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. Then, then fast forward to um, Sunday. 2pm, Arsenal, Sheffield United. Um, historically, quite a tough game for us, actually. Um, what do you make of the lineup? Lineup. Uh, <laughs> Pretty standard. Pretty standard, but Shaka left out was the big. Yeah, I was just going to say that, and I couldn't understand why, because we're going into an international break now, aren't we? I'll tell you what, we've breezed past it, and everyone breezed past it on the day, and even on Twitter, I noticed there wasn't that much chat about it. Shaka was captain against Liverpool. Yes, you're right. He was in the cup. He was after like you know the first time. Yeah. And um, 
No one really said anything about no. it. What did you make of it? I was quite surprised, really. I that... I wasn't that surprised, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, did Aubameyang start? He didn't, did he? No. No. I wasn't that surprised for two reasons. One, Arteta has said everyone had a fresh start. What's gone before doesn't really matter. And number two, and he came out recently and said it, it might have been after that game, whatever's happened before has happened before. There's no denying he is a fantastic leader. Uh, and he, you know, you know when you play like kids football, you have your end of season presentation and there's uh, players player of the year, you know, there's uh, yeah. parents player of the year, whatever, managers player of the year. He would win the award for most improved player of the year award, yeah. which is usually given to the shittest player. I think like he's, he's kind of come full circle. He is a brilliant leader. And we're using him the right way. So fans are actually appreciating him. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I was like, one again, one of his biggest detractors when we first sort of got him and, um, and certainly under Emery. I was like, what the fuck are you playing this guy for? I get it now. He's long field passing, fantastic. He's strong. He's not quick. But then let's not put him in those situations. Yeah, so Arteta just knows how to get the best he out does. of him, I think. And they were interested in him at City, weren't they? I'm sure he said yeah, that yeah, before. Yeah, they, they were. So, no, that, that's brilliant. In terms of the lineup for the Sheffield United game, Leno in goal, three at the back again, um, Louise in the middle. Was it a three at the back? Uh, I think so. But what do you think? It looked like four to me. Yeah. Well, I can see you've got it there on Sky Sports, but... I, well, according to Sky Sports, my sources at Sky Sports tell me that it was David Luiz in the middle with Tierney playing that left centre-back and uh, and Gabriel playing right centre-back. I don't know mm. if that's right or not, because no, I can't imagine why. No, for me, they didn't line up that way. No. Talk to me. Yeah, they they played four at the back. Who what? Which was? Tierney on the left. Yeah. Gabriel and Luiz in the middle. And Hector on the right. Okay. Um, but the fullbacks as well, considering we were playing four, were very high up the pitch. And uh, El Nenny was doing this, sort of, he was dropping in, I don't know if you noticed that, dropping into sort of almost right back area. Right, okay. Uh, to cover and Bella and going ball, up. Yeah, or, and, mm. and operating there. Because I think I mentioned last week or the week before, I think it was last week, I noticed William and Bellerin trying to interlink and it just wasn't happening. No. They weren't reading each other. This week seemed a bit different. Um, and Bellerin got two assists in this match, didn't he? Yeah. Which um, I thought was strange that they came, both the goals came that down that side. Yeah. We generally favour the, the left side. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. And we seem to overload it and all the forward play comes down that side. But Yeah. I was very surprised Lacker didn't start. Given that he's got three and three, yeah, um, maybe after that miss against Liverpool, confidence, maybe, maybe, just take him out, give him a breather, yeah, maybe. Um, and obviously, Enketia started midweek against Liverpool, and then they put him, he put him in again for the Sheffield United game. So I thought that was quite a quick turnaround. Blacker's got three and three, and yet he chose not to start him. I mean, you know, I guess that's what he's paid the money for because he um, he's done a good job. I also saw a stat. Other end of the pitch, we've conceded two goals in four games that Gabriella started. Mm. That is the sort of Arsenal defending statistics that we want to see, isn't it? 
looks good. He looked good against Liverpool midweek. I thought he was commanding. I saw him organising. You know, yeah. Uh, on free kicks and corners, he was pointing and talking to people. And just you know, despite him being quite new to the country, that's, that's good. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's what you want. Show leaders. leadership. Yeah, and that's where you need it. Yeah. But and again, this game. I mean, he was. Some people eat for you know he was man of the match, but he, he just looked solid. They just couldn't find a way past, right past him. him. Yeah. Um. So let's talk the two goals. First one was Saka with the header. Yeah, great move. So lovely move, um, which was what a bit of a one-two between Bellerin or Bamiyang back to Bellerin, chipped it over the top. Yeah, uh, I mean this really sort of was ignited by Pepe coming on. Yeah. There was a little shift, you know, with Willian moving to the left. And uh, he looked more comfortable and um, linked up very well with Sabayos, I mm, thought. Mm. I thought, again, was brilliant, Sabayos. He, he loves getting the ball in tight areas. Yeah, he? He, yeah. he don't care where it is. Yeah. He, he had three players around him at one point and he took the ball like in the area. Turns, he pivots, lovely. Yeah, he reminds me. He's not quite. As, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Santi Cazorla. Yeah. yeah, he reminds me of him a the little. Prime one footed Santi Cazorla. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you think we'll get him? Do you think we'll go in for him and, and get him next year? To get him on a loan again was brilliant business in my eyes. I think we'll try. It, it looks like Arteta really rates him. He's turned the corner. I think. Mm. I like his attitude. Be interesting to see what he does if he does play further up the pitch. Yeah, he's got a good shot on him. See how creative he is. He's got a pretty good shot on him, and and because he's good in tight spaces, I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be really good in that position. Yeah. Uh, especially when you know you're playing against the low block, you've got two banks of four, where people just sit back. That's what you need. People that are quick passing with the ball, quick passing with the ball. It'd be brilliant. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what you can do a bit further at the pitch. But yeah, back to that move. It was mm. a great little one, two, three. El Nenny bursting forward. I think it was. And yeah, Egyptian Pirlo. Hector with the assist. Lovely little chip to the far post, and Saka with a difficult header. It is, to be yeah, honest. I thought that he had to get his neck muscles behind it and get a bit of bit of power into it, but he he was. Perfect. Yeah, he has to keep it on target, but above the man that was on yeah. practically the post, which is yeah. it doesn't leave a big window to try no. and get the ball into. Fantastic. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, he's got he's just a talent. He's got his call up to England and celebrated it with a goal. Yeah, yeah, which Top was fantastic. Lad. And he didn't go out after to a uh, party with more than six people. He did didn't. He? You know, he plays by the rules because he's not a bellend. <laughs> He plays by the rules. Uh, and then on to the second goal. So this epitomised Pepe. Yeah. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he start Did he start or come on? Um, did he play against Liverpool? Did he come on? Or was it the game before? There was a game recently where he started on the left, didn't he? 
the Carabao Cup. That was the Carabao Cup, yeah. So he started on the left, and to me, he played well, but he he didn't look comfortable there. I think on on the right hand side, where he has predominantly played for us and for Lille, he cuts in, he takes a shot, and I think going back to what you said. Willian plays better on the left because he cuts in and takes a shot on his right. How many times do you see him do that for Chelsea? Yeah. Usually into that far post as well. So I wonder again if that's a sign maybe of things to come. Uh, for me, that's my probably preferred front three at the minute. Ober through the middle. I mean, why would you not put the best striker in the league? In his position. In his position, yeah. up top. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, I think as well, playing the four at the back gives Pepe that extra midfielder to play off. To, yeah, you know, it's less defensive it's, responsibility for yeah, him. Yeah, a little it's bit more, of that yeah. as well. But yeah. you know, little one twos here and there, a bit of zip. It's good to see. It's Pepe. the triangle, isn't it? Yeah, it's the perfect sort of passing from Bellerin into that middle. Uh, centre midfielder and plays it back out to the yeah. the wing with Pepe's just running onto it like a greyhound. Um, talk to me about a second goal then. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were quite, they were sort of pushing on, weren't they, Sheffield mm. United, I think. And Hector, nice through ball. Pepe left in for dead, I think. One on one, used the defender as a sort of shield, as a dummy. And he just so calm and just passed it into the corner yeah, off lovely, the post, wasn't it? didn't it? It was, was lovely. lovely. Reminded me of. Kieran Tierney playing the ball sort of long over the top to uh, Aubameyang against Man City yeah. in the FA Cup semi-final, right. was it? But obviously on the other side of the pitch, that yeah. was on the left, this was on the right. I wonder if that's maybe a move that we've worked on in training. I think it is. Play yeah. them onto the halfway line and then hit them on the counter mm. like that. It, it clearly works. And that's the, that's the pace that we were looking for on that right-hand side from Hector Bellerin, which has always been a pace merchant, and Pepe. We've got that on the right-hand side. And uh, I'm really fucked off. We've got an international break, if I'm honest. Yeah. I don't know about you. Uh, the buzz of winning those two games, plus our transfer dealings, has got me like... <sighs> and, uh, yeah, overall happy with that game. I was, yeah. Especially after that goal, we went 2-0 up. <clears throat> I thought we controlled it really well, the game. Um, they couldn't get the ball off us for periods of that. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes we've in the past we've looked quite vulnerable after scoring. Yeah, you know, we'd you know maybe concede straight away or, but yeah, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean, they did score, but I it came out of nothing. I couldn't see them scoring. To no, be honest. no, and uh, it was a frustrating goal that we conceded because it was edge of the box. It was a striker who predominantly. He's right-footed. Yeah, he's pony as well. (laughs) He's classic, hardly scored ever. Uh, Eddie McGoldrick, is that his name? (laughs) David. (laughs) Yeah, I'm joking. Um, uh, And it's one of those right in the corner that uh, Leno can't. How dare you compare him to (laughs) former Arsenal legend Eddie McGoldrick. Classic right back. (laughs) Was he right back or right wing? I think he was a midfielder of sorts. Yeah. but uh, yeah, good goal. 
unfortunately. And then I got every time this happens, every time we go two one up, uh, two nil up, and then we concede a goal late on. I have flashbacks to if you remember, we were two nil up against Wigan with about ten minutes to go. We lost three two. Right. Um, I do remember that. Charles and Zogby, I think, might have scored the third goal. I don't know, but I always have really bad flashbacks to that PTSD of some sort, I guess. Um, but we held out and we won the game and that's what's important and that's what I'm happy about that we got three points against a team that are not easy to beat albeit they're not having a good run of form at the moment uh, and this was without our additions this is with you know players out injured etc etc so I'm optimistic for the future but as an Arsenal fan you always have uh, you know realism thrown in Tough run of games, though, coming up, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, Should we read them out? Sure. We? We've got, so these are the next league games. Who have you got? Manchester City next, away. Away, yeah. And then we've got Leicester at home. Yeah. Manchester United away. Oh, that's an easy one. Easy. Should yeah. score at least six. Uh, Aston Villa at home. You know, they look like they've... Surprise gone, package. You know, relegation battle to... Sort of maybe mid table to yeah. European contenders. Yeah. Imagine what signing a good goalkeeper does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Isn't it? Uh, Jack, Jack Grealish looks a player as well. Yeah, and um, obviously they've just signed Ross Barkley as well. Yeah. Uh, who I've always been a bit unfulfilled potential with we him. We spoke but... about him the other week, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. I uh, poo pooed him. Yeah. <laughs> but he scored. He, he, he did. Well, Defected. a bit of deflection. Yeah. But, um... Then we've got Leeds uh, away. Yeah. Wolves at home, yeah. Spurs away, yeah, etc. etc. So, really tough run of games, but hopefully, you know, the three alone Man City, Leicester, and uh, Man United are you know tough three, yeah, but we've beaten a... all of them in you know in, in recent uh, in the recent past. What's different about this Prem season is um, people take the piss out of the Emirates, calling it the library because it's quiet. Well, that just means that we're used to playing in quiet grounds. When you've got teams like Sheffield United, albeit we played them at home, but you play them away, or um, Villa, uh, not Villa, sorry, well, Villa's quite loud, but Leeds or Liverpool, you know, these places yeah. that you go to and you think, Jesus, that's hostile, really don't want to, to go there. And, and you know, the, the 12th man that is the fan suck the ball into the net. You've kind of got this weird advantage that when you go away to these places, mm. we haven't got to deal with that, have we? Yeah, it's it's probably a good thing that we're getting these fixtures, the away ones, out of the way. Really. Yeah, yeah. We've, so we, you know, okay, we didn't win at Liverpool, but yeah. Hopefully, we can get a result at some of these. Yeah. While the fans aren't there, exactly cheering them on. Good. All right. Well, we've got that to look forward to. Uh, international break coming up. Yeah. Um, so you would think, uh, you know, oh well, there won't be a podcast next week because we've got nothing to talk about. Wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong, mate. There will be. You're as wrong as you are for thinking Matteo Guendouzi is going to play the next game for Arsenal. Mm. Wrong. It's not happening. We are going to be back next week talking more Arsenal. Probably most of it bullshit, but we're going to talk about it anyway, aren't we, Diddley? Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the people before we wrap up? Uh, well, Europa League group. <laughs> We've missed that. God damn it. I missed that. Yes, yeah, we have the Europa I... League draw. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, you're sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. This is, he's the host as well this week. <laughs> Awful. Uh, so yeah, Europa League was drawn. Um, I think we got a tidy draw there. Uh, we got Mulder from Norway. Yep. Uh, Dundalk, 
Island, yeah. which would be a great away day. Well, let's make it happen. And Rapid Wiener. <laughs> rapid Wien. You've got a quick... In Austria. Quick penis. Yeah. <laughs> All jokes aside, the brilliant news about this is that we don't have to travel to the back and beyond of yeah. Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan and all these weird and wonderful places, you know, quick uh, journeys, if you like, you know, yeah, not, not are, far yeah, to travel, they, yeah, which, that's, that's a result, which is, is brilliant. Yeah. And uh, I think we should try and sneak in a, a trip to Ireland, you know, and we could wa- watch we? a game, socially distanced in a pub with, you know, so any uh, Irish listeners that uh, want to, Meet up, or, you know, have a beer with us. Well, tell us where to go. Yeah, get in touch. Yeah, tell us the best places to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, we're going to try and head over, I think. <laughs> At Blast Arsenal Pod, yeah. Yeah, do that. I don't know when the games are likely to happen. It'll be sometime between probably November and, I don't know, February, March. Mm. We'll be in well, so we'll wait for that to Yeah, so we'll talk a bit more on the that group, I think, next week. And other stuff, we've got lots, lots of stuff to talk about. Always. Always. Always have. All right. Now, is there anything else you want to say to, <laughs> to the listeners before we wrap up? Uh, if you enjoyed this, pass the pod. If you know a fellow gooner, um, they think, eh, want to listen, let them know. Also, leave us a review if you can or, or a rating on Apple or iTunes. Uh, that would be appreciated because that means we go up the search engine charts for Arsenal podcasts and just love the Twitter feedback that we get every week, every day. You guys are a different level. <laughs> like proper committed, isn't it? Yeah. Honestly, like it's so good. Uh, keep it up guys. We love you. Um, that's it, isn't it? I think. I think so. Yeah. I think we, we've, you know, spoken for an hour and 17 minutes. So wow, far. That's the longest one. It is the longest one. If you're still with us, well done. Uh, just on Twitter, by the way, we're on 2,417 followers, which I know in Twitter world isn't massive, but mm. for an account that's only been going since, I don't know, sometime earlier this year, we are very, very grateful. Yeah, we're happy about that. So thank you very much. And as Diddley rightly says, please leave us a review on Apple. And uh, if you've got a friend, tell them what we're about. All right. Uh, until next week, let's hope there's no injuries on international duty. Yeah. Touch wood, so I've not jinxed that. And... Um, and we'll be back next week with more <laughs> Dross. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Thank you. Bye bye. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.